0: Your news programme every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS eFM.
1: Well, one of the uh, big lingering effects of cases like that we just heard are, are that consumer trust is surely damaged. And here's another similar story in some ways. Pharmaceutical firm Johnson Johnson's been ordered to pay more than 55 million US dollars in compensation to an American woman who says the company's talcum powder caused her ovarian cancer. There are more than 1,000 other similar cases pending. Let's bring in Mr. Mark Lanier, lawyer from the Lanier Law Firm who's representing some of the plaintiffs based in Texas. Good morning to you from Seoul
0: good evening to you from houston
1: thank you very much for taking the time uh, obviously this uh, recent verdict helps your cause how, how significant is it
0: it's very significant the verdict indicates that two juries now have found that talcum powder has the opportunity and the risk of causing ovarian cancer after extended use by women and knowing that now Uh, Something that Johnson & Johnson knew was a concern decades ago uh, is going to help the rest of the women who have this ovarian cancer hear their day in court.
1: That said, there are medical researchers who say links cannot be proven between ovarian cancer and talcum powder. Uh, On what grounds did the court order Johnson & Johnson to actually compensate Ms. Gloria Risterson?
0: Well, the jury has an opportunity to hear all of what what we would call legitimate science. The the judge has to make a decision whether or not the studies uh, meet a certain criteria of being academically sound. There are studies on both sides of the issue, but what I think seems to push it over the edge for the jury is finding out that Johnson & Johnson has engaged the services of certain scientists that they are paying to do studies specifically for litigation purposes. In other words, without alerting everyone, Johnson & Johnson has lawyers that are hiring um, uh, um, scientists and having those scientists publish study results in the literature as if it's objective science when in fact it's nothing more than paid-for litigation science. And and when the jury hears that fact, it infuriates the jury, because science should be pure from litigation.
1: Well, we've had the same infuriating developments here in Korea, although the case is very much ongoing, and, and still in some cases in its infancy, despite the fact that we have a catalogue of, of victims, including... ...toddlers and pregnant women who lost their lives as a result of using humidifier disinfectants here. But this $55 million figure, how was that calculated?
0: It's calculated in two areas of damages. We have the um, actual damages where the jury says this is a fair amount to compensate the victim. But unlike Korea, in the United States we also do have punitive damages... And so the jury is asked what measure of money would properly punish the company for what they've done uh, in addition to what needs to be there to compensate the, 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 the individuals that, that have been hurt. What measure is needed to punish the company to try and prevent companies from doing this in the future? Yeah. And in some states, that money goes to the plaintiff in other states here in America the money actually goes to the government itself like a, a fine in a criminal case might be
1: yeah but but it does seem very distasteful doesn't it to calculate compensation based on what a housewife might have earned at minimum wage
0: yes it does and and there is a uh, there, there there is more in the calculus than that and so a housewife what she might earn at minimum wage may be part of it But juries are also allowed to assess what's a fair amount of her pain and her suffering and the the particularities that are specific to her. You know, has this robbed her of a chance to have children when she's in a childbearing age? Uh, uh, Has this put her at a greater risk for further problems? Has it uh, eliminated her ability to do certain things that she really enjoyed in her life? All of those are aspects of the damage model that, that the jury considers.
1: Just to draw a comparison, uh, there was a, a woman who actually lost her life uh, who was the subject of a case in February. Johnson Johnson ordering to pay 72 million US dollars to the family of that victim. Uh, that's, I guess, the other case you were referring to before, Mr. Lania. But how do we draw a comparison between the two? $55 million versus $72 million. One involves a survivor, the other, uh, sadly, a woman who passed away.
0: Well, when you have a survivor from cancer, there's always a question of what future medical care might be needed. Mm. Obviously, when someone passes away, there's no such issue. But if there is a chance that the cancer will reoccur, you've got to set aside enough money for whatever treatments may be necessary. And then a jury is also asked to evaluate what the future pain and suffering, mental anguish, uh, loss and disability and things might occur when someone is dead all of those actions are gone because they've got no future pain no future problems
1: have have you taken any particular interest in the uh, the case that's been emerging here with the humidifier disinfectant scandal because uh, when you when you read some of the accounts of parents seeing their toddlers just it go from very healthy little individuals to to fading away and and nobody seemingly be able to say or do anything about that it, it's just so heartbreaking but but because of the way the legal system has been set up here seemingly for too long too many officials have been able to get away with it
0: yeah it, it you know we we don't keep up with it too extensively but it's certainly made the news over here as well and and it's it's our understanding that that it, it's it's a tragic circumstance, and I've got to tell you if that had happened in America with American courts, um, uh, it where we have the avenue of punitive damages, it it enhances the chances of getting a company to be you know, responsible not only to take care of the problems that have already happened, but hopefully to prevent those from happening again.
1: But there is at least this similarity: the the Johnson Johnson case goes back decades. Uh, There are documents back to the 70s, for example, demonstrating that Johnson & Johnson was concerned about the association between talcum powder and ovarian cancer. Likewise, here in Korea, we have some evidence at least that uh, these companies were asking questions about uh, how potentially toxic these disinfectants would be and, and potential cover-ups as well, although I stress again, and you know better than me, Mr. Lania, that this is an ongoing legal situation. But, but why does it take so long to get companies to wake up or, or to, to pay attention and, and actually to bring cases to court?
0: Well, the sad part about it is a lot of times companies will do an economic analysis and determined that it's cheaper for the company not to tell the truth and to continue to hide the problems. So the classic case of this in America was the car called the Ford Pinto. And the company determined that the Pinto might explode when impacted from the rear, but they did the math and figured out how many times that would happen, how many people would die, how much it would cost to pay those families off, and they found out that it was cheaper just to let the crashes happen and pay off the families yeah. than it is to recall all of the cars and to fix
1: them. Ms. And Delania, so
0: the company
1: made that decision. Mr. we're almost out of time, but I, I want to ask you this. How concerned are you, you know, as a human being as well as as a lawyer, that there may be dozens or even more large corporations out there who are hiding the truth about chemicals or other products that we are exposed to right now
0: I've seen it with my eyes, I've seen the documents. It is a huge problem and it's one that needs to be fixed. It's been around for a long time, asbestos suits, so many other diseases and problems that are strictly driven by corporate greed and an irresponsibility to tell the truth about their products.
1: Thank you so much for that stark comments, but uh, it's a truth that all of us have to, well, at least we can take some degree of responsibility for in, in the products that we buy, but you'd pull your hair out walking around the supermarket, checking ingredients, and wondering which corporations you can trust. Mister Lanier, thank you very much. You're very welcome, Mister Mark Lanier from the Lanier Law Firm, based in Houston, Texas. And our email's open to you, efm this morning at gmail.com. Also for your immediate comments, text us pounder sharp one zero one three for just fifty one per message.